1: Good morning. Rise and shine. Another day is dawning. <laughs> do you have your
0: headphones in?
1: Yeah. Why? I'm just double checking because... <laughs> because you know me? <laughs> the thing you should ask is, do you have your microphone plugged in? No, because
0: last week I did not use the microphone and I feel like the sound quality was better.
1: Seriously, you made us buy these microphones and now you're telling
0: me <laughs> Okay. Well... You know how I was having all those weird audio things on my end? Yeah. It could very well not be the microphone and it could be something else. I'm not techie enough to figure it out. Okay. Since I didn't use the microphone last week, I'm hoping if I skip using it again this week, it'll be fine.
1: All right. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so are you ready for this? Yes, I think so. I don't know how it's going to go today, honestly. Yeah, we're always trying something new, so please bear with us. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are not professionals.
0: So the problem is... A little behind the scenes, if you will, for anybody who might be listening to us. Sometimes we talk way too much, as you probably could tell, (laughs) because we had the Finley-Fenn book was two episodes and each episode was really long. And then keep in mind, those are the like post-edited versions. So there's way more that I'm cutting out Mm -hmm. and it's just very time consuming. So we're going to try to crack the whip on ourselves. We're going to, you know, try to dom ourselves here. Oh, Jen and- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that part, but okay. well, you know we we said we would try to stick to an hour, yes, and that we would maybe not get as detailed about the whole book, Maybe just get detailed about whatever stuck out or like a certain quote or whatever. I don't honestly know what we're doing, but we're mm. trying, okay?
1: Yes. <laughs> So we hammer this to perfection. We're going to, what's that? Beating a dead horse. Okay. We're we're beating a dead podcast. (laughs) until we get it right. I don't think
0: we'll ever get it right, but we're trying. And that's all that matters. You know, this is a My whole life is fake it till you make it. Mm. And A for effort. So, of course, you know, this is. I'm trying. That's all All I can say.
1: Well, you're dragging me right along with you. So thank you. Dragging you along, dragging you down. There's (laughs) so many ways it could go. Yeah. (laughs) Dragging me under the bus. It's okay. That's what moms are for.
0: Hey, as long as we're having
1: fun while we're doing it, that's all that matters.
0: And editing and talking for that long was not that fun. Yeah. So that's why we're trying something different. Because if it's not fun, we're not going to do it at all. So right.
1: You know, we got to figure something out. All right. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to start by doing the little blurb of what the book was about. (laughs) Stop messing with me. We should really talk before we start this. We we should at least try to be quasi-professional. So the problem is that we don't discuss the
0: books at all before the podcast because we want to capture like our genuine reactions, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, because we're not putting in the work beforehand, <laughs> then this is the quality you get yeah. or it leads to more post uh, recording work. But I think I should leave for that long, awkward pause in there because
1: <laughs> <we> just- <laughs> oh
0: God. Okay. Whatever. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this book. I don't know how this format of us discussing is going to work out for us, but I am excited to talk about the book itself. Um, The book is Tristan. Mm -hmm. It's book one in the series, The Hawks by Jenny Lynn Roberts.
1: Very good. (laughs) Part (laughs) one, (laughs) step one, check. So far, so good. (laughs) Yay, us! We've read the
0: title. Oh, This is like everyone gets a participation trophy. It's like- <laughs> Why not? I'm going to read the blurb, right? Which is yes. honestly something we've never done in this podcast. <laughs> I, think, I think this is episode 21 for us. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never read the blurb to you guys. So i always put the blurb in the description of the episode. So like if you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, you'll see that anywhere you're listening, it should say, you know, kind of a little summary of what we talk about and the blurb itself, but I'm actually going to read it this time. So, all right, here we go. It says his redemption might be her downfall. Tristan has nothing left to lose. His best friend's betrayal cost him everything. Now he's going to take it back. All he has to do to get the Hawks reinstated to their rightful position at the palace is track down the traitor's younger sister and turn her over for execution. But Nim's not the girl Tristan left behind years ago. She's a stubborn, loyal, beautiful woman, and he can't stop himself from wanting her. Nim fled with nothing When the king's favorite came for her, all she has left is the conviction that her brother is innocent and her determination to free him. She'll do anything even if it means convincing Tristan to help her. But the man he's become is a far cry from the boy she fell in love with so long ago. He's formidably stern and deeply untrusting. She'll just have to hope he still has a heart under that battle-scarred exterior. When love and duty collide, will Tristan follow his orders or follow his heart? And then there's like a little bit after that that talks about, you know, this isn't for children, you know, sort of thing. This is an adult fantasy. Mm. all those little disclaimers after that
1: of course triggers all those things
0: the i don't usually read blurbs before i read the book because sometimes there's spoilers in the blurb right yeah i don't usually read them either a good example for this of like why i don't read the blurb and i actually didn't realize this until recently because i never read the blurb for this even though i've read it several years ago is the crescent city (laughs) book
1: the book Mm -hmm. one
0: Yeah. Apparently in the blurb for that book, it says that uh, Bryce's best friend dies. Oh. To me, that's a huge spoiler. And I feel like I would react completely differently to reading the book if I had known that Danica dies at some point.
1: Yeah. See, I hadn't read it because I just love her books. I don't care what the blurb is. And yeah, I didn't read it. So it was a surprise for me. Yeah. I definitely judge a book by its cover. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Did I get this
0: recommended to me by somebody? is the cover cool and i will say i do like the cover for
1: this book yeah i do too props for the artwork
0: yeah so oh my
1: god (laughs) are crying in the background yes why is
0: he crying now jeez animals they're gonna be the death of all of us because he's crying because he's in the room with me and not out of the room like he (laughs) wants you know but then if he's out of the room he's crying because he wants in
1: They're all psychotic.
0: They're all annoying. So the girl has a really good like blue dress and she has wings, which are Mm -hmm. like beautiful. Yeah, they are. And then of course the guy, Tristan, he's, you know, got this like smolder scowling face and a sword and
1: Mm -hmm. the
0: cover is very pretty.
1: Yes. But what about the book?
0: Yes. What do you want to say about the book? What should we talk about first?
1: Well, I don't know. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the okay. the synopsis, I guess, of the prologue is basically we're introduced to Tristan and his other guards and the Princess.
0: The book opens with uh, Tristan Val. His full name is Lanville, Lanval, Princess Alana, and King Gerent. Mm-hmm. And they are getting ambushed in an assassination attempt. So the king is killed with a Verturian arrow. The arrow, Verturian arrow, is where the princess is from. So, of course, they immediately think that she's involved in this assassination attempt. She is married to the king's son, Prince Balinor. Her marriage to him was an attempt to. To end a war and bring about a peace treaty. The assassination attempt actually happened at a meeting related to the peace treaty. So the prologue, this all happens in the prologue. This like instant murder and like intrigue. And in the process, uh, the princess, Princess Alana is her name. And Val, Val is her personal guard they ride off get separated from the rest of the people tristan and the hawks are like royal guards they're part of the royal guard Mm -hmm. tristan goes with the now dead king and the rest of the people that were there back to the castle where he uh talks to prince balinor who is now king balinor because his father's died right Uh, The king, the new king, banishes Tristan and the rest of his friends, the hawks, his little band of people tristan is the captain of the guard because he believes that tristan and the hawks would at least have known a little bit of what was going to happen because tristan and val are our best friends they've been best friends since childhood and he's also upset that his dad the king died on tristan's watch so for a couple of reasons he banishes
1: all of them well i think rightfully so i mean their one job was to protect the king and they failed they failed miserably And when Val rides off with the princess, because that is his job too, to protect her, the new king instantly jumps to the conclusion that she set up this trap and she is responsible for the assassination and his best friend Val, who he's known all of his life is a traitor. So I was kind of taken aback by the fact that he's known this guy Val his whole life. And the King says, well, he's a traitor. And Val was fucking the queen. And at first he's like, no, that can't be. And he's like, yes, it is. And So he accepts it and believes him. There's no room for doubt. There's no questioning. I I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. So it happens pretty fast because all of that happens in the prologue where Tristan's
0: getting kicked out of the captain of the guard. Prologue ends with the king telling Tristan that the captain and the princess were captured. In the prologue, there was also a lot of references to how oddly val had been behaving recently and how he was acting very differently
1: mm-hmm, secretively
0: yeah he was being very secretive like what was going on with him and tristan's all about honor and doing what he has to do and i mean honestly even if he felt differently it's not like he can tell the king like i want to stay or fight with the king because then he'll probably just get executed himself for right furthering this treason or something Mm -hmm. so he's really like between a rock and a hard place but you're right he did not like really question anything but you know he's he has like all these years with uh val to be like this is the val from when i was a kid but like he's acting so oddly now there's got to be something going on with him well then talk to him but then, but he tried, he had been trying to talk to him, but Val would literally just walk away from him or he would get mad and he would just, you know, yell at him or leave. Like when he was questioning him, he like mm-hmm. literally just like stomped off and was like, didn't answer the questions at all. I don't, but yes, it's very kind of suspicious that he's like instantly believes what the king tells him. But that's also indicative, I think, of a lot of people in the military that they've had it ingrained in them for so long. hmm not- you know, don't ask questions, you just do what command tells you to do. And this is what your higher ups are telling you and, you know, be a good little soldier, which it which works in their favor, you know, sometimes, but then other times like
1: this, probably not so much, right? So are we going to do a basic overview of the book? What it's about? Or? Yeah, I, I wrote up like a summary of like,
0: kind of what happened. So we can, I can read from that. Oh, or... Yeah, go right
1: ahead. Because <laughs> I would have been doing it for memory, for my notes. And I'm like, oh, I'm just always winging it because that's how I live my life.
0: All right, that's fine. Um no, I typed up some stuff. So chapter one opens from NIM's perspective. Um, she's injured and she's fleeing with nothing but the clothes on her back and Val's ring her brother's ring. She has wings like Val, but she's severely injured and flying in any direction that she can. This book is told from like third person POV and it kind of goes from Nim's perspective to Tristan's perspective.
1: Mhm, yeah. So
0: there's kind of a little bit of jumping back and forth. So when I'm saying it, it might not make that much sense the mm-hmm. jumping that's happening, but in the book it does. Okay. So she's doing that. Tristan and the Hawks are like hiding out in the woods as like the exiles that they are. Uh-huh. And They get approached by somebody that is giving them a commission by the new king, King Balinor, to capture Nim and return her to the palace. And if they do that, Tristan and the Hawks will get reinstated to the guards. It's called the Blue Guards. They give him like a scroll of, you know, like the want ad poster or something. Yeah. (laughs) Wanted. Yeah, and Tristan recognizes her picture and he's not super happy about it, but he agrees to it anyways.
1: Yeah, that's they want to get reinstated.
0: Yeah, they want to get back where they belong. Mhm. Of course they capture Nim pretty quickly. A for effort for her. She really tries to like not get caught um
1: mm-hmm. but, but she's very injured.
0: She's yeah, severely injured. It's very descriptive and I was really, like, in it when she was, like, trying to sell the ring to get, like... Apply so that she could go i was really like feeling all of her panic and her anxiety as that was happening
1: yeah I, w- I did too so of
0: course when she gets captured she tries to convince tristan that she had absolutely nothing to do with whatever happened with her brother and the princess and that her brother is innocent he doesn't believe her of course of course but at the same time he's like nim is so injured and it's obvious that some of these injuries were done to her by a different person so he's like well this is not how like we as the guard would question a woman or how we would like bring her into custody. Like obviously she's been abused right by somebody. So that's concerning. but at this he's kind of cautious, right? Right. Um, she's also really mad at Tristan and the Hawks for abandoning Val when he needed the support because they basically abandoned him the same day that all of this happened. Mm -hmm. Come to find out they have three days to return to the castle with Nim before Val is executed. So they call a loose truce between them. Mm -hmm. And Tristan agrees to at least look at any evidence that Nim can find to support her claim that her brother is innocent.
1: Yeah, and she wants to get into the castle to free her brother and they've agreed to escort her because he still believes her brother is guilty and he thinks she's, until she realizes it herself, she's going to be in denial that he's not a traitor. Of
0: course, which she should because that's her brother. So she can think for herself, unlike Tristan, who just immediately believes what he's told. Right,
1: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the group starts making their way back to the castle on the way to the castle. um they go to like a little town and they realize that the citizens are now afraid of the guards and kind of, they slowly right. yeah, they start interacting with some townspeople mm-hmm. and they come to realize that the new guards rule with an iron fist and not with honor like they did more evidence like how Nim was physically injured, right that the guards are kind of being a-holes to everybody. There is a confrontation in a town square and one of the hawks is arrested. His name is Tor. They think of a way to sneak into the castle to check on Val because uh, rumor
1: has it he's strung up on the wall crucifixion style and being abused. That was the creepiest part. Yeah, (laughs) horrible. It it was referenced multiple times. I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. Okay.
0: Just more evidence that the new king is an a-hole and- he treats everybody horribly right so tristan and nim do sneak into the castle successfully and find out that the rumors about about val hanging on the wall are true mhm the new king does all these big like i'm an evil king sort of proclamations and shows everybody at this event that mm-hmm. val is the traitor hanging up on the wall he ends up bringing in Princess Alana's maid. Her name is Keeley and the princess herself. Um, Keely ends up coming in there. She's like completely naked. She's like obviously not being well treated. The princess is not being well treated. She's like covered
1: in bruises. Yeah, it's horrible. Okay, so one thing I realized we forgot to mention is that there were multiple references through this book that Tristan has some kind of beast inside him. And when he gets stressed out or ready to fight, he has these scales that start to flicker up his arm, you know. And the more he's uh, angry and ready to fight, the further those scales start to cover his body. So Tristan, his inner beast is
0: called a terrisk. Or he, he is a terisk. He also references that he goes berserker, which is one of my favorite uh, fantasy creatures. So that was very exciting for me when I learned that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime in the book, it kind of says that this terisk beast is a descendant of a dragon, or that's
1: like the legend. Well, I must have missed all of this because I'm like, what the hell is this beast he has? What oh, is yeah.
0: It, it was just a small, like, reference to them there being, like, an urban legend, almost, that the terisk beast mm-hmm. is reminiscent of the dragon heritage. All right. And that's why he gets, like, these green and pewter scales. And at one point, he has claws. Yeah. And then Nim and Val are Mabins, And that's what mythological thing they are. And that's why they have wings. Mm -hmm. because they're a different type of Faye almost.
1: Yeah, there's several different kinds of creatures in this book.
0: Yeah, some of the people are Nephilims, which is like angels, half mm-hmm. angels, half humans. So some people have wings, some people don't. A lot of the people in the hawks have this terisk beast and they have different types of scales. It was kind of cool how they would talk about like his scales would show up on his arms or they would kind of go up his neck. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a shifter, but he never
1: shifts completely into this new thing. He never shifts completely into this new thing. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> this whole book, he never shifts. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so we're in
0: the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan and Nim are in there. Val is on the wall. Keely and Princess Alana are there. The king is doing his like evil proclamation things. He's trying to get Princess Alana to admit that she and Val had something to do with the murder of his dad. She doesn't admit anything, but Val ends up doing a big proclamation that he had something to do with it because basically he's going to die anyways. Right. And he's already being tortured. So this way he can protect the princess from any guilt. And then princess is made keely agrees to being val's co-conspirator because she says that she was from the same territory as the princess and she hated being in this new kingdom and that she says that her and val were lovers that worked together to you know have this assassination happen uh
1: they're both lying through their teeth in an effort to protect the princess Mm -hmm. everybody from the king's kingdom does not like the queen because they've heard all these rumors that she's spoiled and selfish and rude to people. So Tristan is shocked that people are actually coming to her aid and protecting her. The princess's
0: kingdom has been at war with this kingdom for, you know, generations. So they have lots of reasons to not like the new princess. Right. While all of this is happening, the hawk that was arrested earlier in the town square, a Tor, Mm Mm-hmm. He shows up, spots Tristan and Nim, who are trying to hide in the crowd, and points them out and basically congratulates Tristan for bringing the traitor's sister back. And the king ends up giving Tristan his uh, blue guard uniform right then and there, saying, like, welcome back. I knew you could do it. Congratulations. And Nim gets carted off.
1: Yeah. In chains. And Tristan is just left there gripping the blue uniform that he wanted to get back.
0: He's gripping the blue uniform and this whole section killed me. But at the same time, he's got his claws are out. And so he's got like this inner rage happening. But he seems to be agreeing
1: with everything. And, you know. Right. Betraying her. She's freaking out because... Tristan, yeah. who she slept with and has been in love with, actually is betraying her. So Nim gets hauled off with,
0: with the maid. Yeah, yeah, with the maid and the princess, mm-hmm. and then Tristan and Tor go off. At this point, I'm thinking Tristan is a backstabby. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to murder him I myself. Do too. Yeah, <laughs> it quickly comes out, though. Fortunately that Tor planned all of this behind Tristan's back, basically saying that there was absolutely no way that Tor and Tristan could have escaped because of what Tor witnessed while he was in captivity. They wouldn't be able to rescue Nim because of what the new situation's like. So Tor's basically like, this way we get our uniforms back and now we have unlimited access Mm -hmm. to the castle." And that will help us in our rescue attempt. So now not only do they have to rescue Val, but they have to try to rescue Nim. So she was kind of like sacrifice her
1: now for more gains later. Right. And Val and the maid have been stripped down to their slips and thrown in the queen's room. And the new king and Lord Chandler, I think his name is, who is the one that roughed up Nim to begin with, are going to eventually go into the room and have their way with all three of these women because they hate them.
0: So that guy is Lord Chancellor. I think that's his title. I think his name is Grendel or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's like the king's right hand. Yeah. The king's BFF, the disgusting yeah tristan and the hawks all agree to the rescue mission and they all agree that it's worth it to rescue val even if that means they're no longer going to be guards even though they just got all their guard status back they're like we yes we want to give this up so that we can rescue our friends save them from this horrible king and if we have to be mercenaries after this so be it so be worth it
1: right because they have honor
0: yes then we go back to the three women Mm -hmm. keely and nim are shackled to each other at the arms the princess ends up setting a fire in her chambers like in the fireplace burning opium to try to create this, like, distraction for when the king and his guard come into the room and use that distraction, that fire and the, like, burning drug to Mm -hmm. buy the other two women a
1: chance to escape. They think all three of them are going to escape, but the queen has her own plan. There was, like, no place for the queen to hide,
0: right? So she ended up running back into the room and, like, sacrificing herself.
1: Yeah, and Nim (laughs) thinks that Keely is... Val's lover. So she's going to try to help save her brother and Keely because they're in love.
0: The distraction does work. So the two women are able to escape from where they were being held and they do find Val on that
1: wall. Of course, he's still where they left him. Of course (laughs) he's going nowhere.
0: (laughs) Yep. They are able to get Val down from the wall and they try to escape. But in the meantime, they run into the Hawks that you know they're trying to leave the hawks are coming in to rescue them so they kind of like meet up together it's all very high anxiety and drama yeah very like page turny can't stop reading got to figure out what's happening next while all of this is happening though nim is kind of coming to her own conclusion about what happened with tristan and Tor in the room. Nim is kind of understanding like, okay, Tristan is sacrificing himself and he probably has a bigger plan. And oh, I remember I saw those claws in his hand that had popped out, which I've never seen before. So he was like really upset, even though the words he were saying were not giving that away. Right, Kind of like what the princess did with us. You know, she sacrificed herself for us and- so she's kind of forgiving Tristan on her own before she even runs back into him. Yes. So Tristan, the Hawks, Nim, and keely they all run off. They go to a place, I think it was a mill, like a house with- Right, a, abandoned. A, yeah, abandoned place. She tells him that she understands why he did it and that uh, she thinks that Tor blindsided both of them. Of course, he like agrees. Mm-hmm. They exchange I love yous and have- a pretty sweet, sexy time moment. Mm -hmm. That's like the first time they're saying I love you, I think. Yeah. Their peace and I love you's and calm moment lasts about five minutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) True. (laughs) Before more drama. Yeah, before the palace guards arrive, it turns out that They had found that place because one of the Hawks knew of it because of some girl that he was involved with. And that girl sold them out because she was like a lover scorned and all sorts of things that don't really matter. All that really matters is that they're screwed. Right. Right. They end up hiding Nim, Keely and Val in like a, basement underground space while tristan and the other hawks stay above to try to deal with these guards uh, tristan ends up getting arrested mm-hmm. and captain i think it's grendel and the other new guards end up torching the house that has the other hawks like trapped inside of it yeah
1: they nailed the exits shut and set the place ablaze
0: yeah oh, like, <laughs> nice oh people
1: yeah so nice
0: Mm-hmm. So Nim ends up escaping from her basement hideout. Oh, she's no longer trapped with Keeley. They got separated, obviously. Keeley wasn't there when she was doing her whole, I love you, Tristan. Right. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an, an interesting twist. That. Yeah.
0: it's not that kind of book, people. Yeah. Nim escapes her basement hideout and uses an axe to uh, bust out the Hawks from the burning building. So she saves all the Hawks except for Tristan, who is now being, you know, he's off somewhere with the guards being taken back to be murdered, what have you. Nim and the other two Mabens that are in the Hawks, they fly ahead to catch up to Tristan and those soldiers. Nim ends up killing Grendel. Good for her. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That's the King's BFF, the like... The um, evil guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the bad guy who was the one that caused all those bruises on her body at the beginning of the book. So she ends up murdering him. She used like a knife with hemlock on it to poison him and kill him. The other hawks eventually arrive... And they're able to defeat the other soldiers that were in that little band. So Tristan's free and the merry little band, the band of Hawks is back together and everyone is there now together. The only person that's missing is Alana. She's still MIA and back at the castle. Right. Where they had, she had done that sacrifice. Um, And then there's an epilogue in the epilogue val finally wakes up he's been like passed out recovering from his torture
1: this entire time (laughs) yes it's hard to be hung on a wall when tortured
0: yeah so in the epilogue val finally comes to um he realizes that alana is not with them Uh, he also realizes that his uh bff is with his baby sister right That's a little awkward and concerning for (laughs) him. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And uh, the book ends with one of the hawks telling Val they're going to hang your princess. Mm -hmm. We get a little bit of a wrap up for Tristan and Nim, but we don't get a wrap up of the overall like uh, drama that's happening with
1: this new king. Right. That's more will happen in book two. Yes. And that so, is that is the end of the book.
0: So were there things that you really liked about the book or things that you didn't like or...
1: Well, there were things, um, the drama in the book I thought was good. There were times where I agree with you, where I was anxious, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. But overall, I didn't understand why he had this quote-unquote beast, and his scales kept popping up, he never transformed into his beast. And even when Nim got taken, he didn't. And I think anybody else that it's their mate would have lost their freaking mind. If this guy's not going to go berserk when his love of his life is being taken away to be killed or whatever... When is he? That's a fair point because he is
0: a berserker and he has talked about how he's had those like battle rages on the like battlefield, I guess.
1: Let's just say he's no Rowan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a berserker, but he's still like put together and
1: very controlled. So he's always like fighting with his control. But that's a total contradiction. I had a very hard time with that. It's like, why do you keep having these scales pop up and going up his arm and all this other stuff and you never unleash the beast and when the king is assassinated if you're not going to do it then when what are you waiting for what situation promotes him shifting into his beast okay i don't think he has a full beast why i don't know he just
0: doesn't he's like half i think he's like half human half whatever this
1: dragon heritage thing is then what is the advantage of it What's the point of it? Just to throw a beast in the book?
0: I think it made him more. What? It gave them like physical strength advantages. Oh, okay. And like they, it was like armor on their skin. So like when they are fighting, it's like the scales can't be like penetrated
1: by things. Are you saying that because you actually read that? Or are you enhancing what you've read? I can't remember if it says in the <laughs> book that. I don't believe it does, but I don't remember it even saying he's part of a dragon. Um Okay. I felt like this book was is okay for a young adult romance. Oh my god, not the romance part of it though. What do you mean, not the romance part of it?
0: Why? This is this romance part is way too descriptive to be a young adult.
1: Oh, okay. Whatever.
0: <laughs> well, that's what makes it a young adult versus a uh, adult romance is the language in the romance scenes. Okay. And this is this very descriptive
1: it don't reminded me i don't know I, I just felt like i don't know go ahead what did you think of this book tell me well I mean, we
0: didn't like we didn't talk about the sex scenes but they're pretty plentiful
1: I, and i feel like they're pretty descriptive they're not orc romance descriptive i thought they were very mechanical and just thrown in there to have a sex scene in a book mm, if- okay He's constantly, you know, stepping towards her, you know, telling her. I, I just did not buy it. Didn't seem believable to me. Okay. I enjoyed all of those
0: scenes, but I. he makes like internal thoughts about like mine. And like she can see his beast through his eyes and this sort of thing. And I really wanted him to do like, instead of saying your mine, and she does the like your mind back. Mm-hmm. There's no like mate bond here. That that doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. They just agree that they're like together and they belong to each other. I would have liked to have some sort of like, I'm always a sucker for the bond. Well, yeah, me too. I always like the biting that he never bit her. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. So that would have just pushed it over for me. Uh, he does a lot of growling and he like does some purring. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, Tristan personally checked a lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah he he didn't check any boxes for me okay interesting um i actually gave him best growl on the reading challenge um because he was just possessive enough and i don't know it worked for me okay
1: what i i liked in this book that The women tended to be the heroes. Definitely. I agree with you 100%. The women were all very strong.
0: Yeah. So even though Tristan and the Hawks are all part of the Royal Guard and they're all like military men.
1: Soldiers.
0: Yeah. The women were the heroes. Mm -hmm. Nim and Keeley were the ones that removed Val from the wall. They were even trying to protect Val when people were coming into the room. Turned out it was the Hawks. right? Right. They didn't know that at the time. Nim is the one that went off to rescue Tristan, and she's the one that killed Grendel, that bad guy. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, so I really liked the female characters in this book, and they were pretty strong, even though they weren't the military people.
1: Yes, I agree. I definitely will give the author props for that.
0: I also liked that Nim... Was the one with the wings because usually in fantasy books, at least the ones that I've read, the guys are the ones with the wings. Never uh, noticed
1: that, but that's a that's an interesting point.
0: Oh, that's so funny. It was well, even on the cover, like she's very clearly the one with the wings. But mm-hmm. um, it was maybe because I'm like so obsessed, like unnaturally so with wingspan, and you <laughs> know, uh,
1: <laughs> Is it, yeah. Is there a direct correlation? I think there is. Forget the size of their shoe. What's their wingspan?
0: And I'll just say that Asriel in the Akatar series is supposed to have the biggest wingspan of any of the people. So just putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting. So anyways I really liked that she had the wings I also liked the side characters side characters being the Hawks because we don't really get any side characters except for them except for Tor I still think he could eat a bag of dicks for his betrayal I'm not
1: ready to forgive him even though he had like a good reason I guess right yeah I I don't know I think they developed that relationship earlier in the book between him and Nim so I kind of questioned what he was doing when he betrayed them it the banquet hall i think it was easier to forgive him because they the author presented the relationship building with between he and nim earlier in the book so when he finally confessed to tristan of why he did that they that they had recognized him immediately and he was trying to throw suspicion away from them i got it but He was taking a big risk because who knew what they were going to do to her in the meantime? Mm -hmm, I totally agree. Okay. And
0: yeah, I mean, she forgives him. Right. But like,
1: I'll just say out of all of the Hawks, I like him the least probably. Mm. Yeah, I did like the character, the side characters. I think I like the side characters better than Tristan. There was was just something about Tristan. I like Nim a lot. I like the side characters a lot. There was just something about Tristan that just was not appealing to me. Hmm. Okay. There was some stuff that I didn't get. So the
0: book ends and you really don't know about his secret. So there was a lot of references in the books to Val's odd behavior, him being secretive about something, why he was acting the way he was acting And because Val never comes to until the epilogue. (laughs) Yeah. We really don't get his, like, his story. Like, what's his reasoning? What's the method to his madness? So the book ends and I'm like, well, what was his secret? He's in love
1: with the queen. I I think it was very obvious. It's very obvious that he's in love with Alana. It's obvious that he's in love with the queen. But then it's also like,
0: you know, to me, I have to assume that his secret was that the prince was an abusive a-hole to the princess and that he was himself in love with the princess. But it's never like, we don't get Alana's perspective. We don't get his perspective. I guess I would have just liked him to have explained it in when he finally woke up, like why he was... I don't know. Everyone kind of had to come to the conclusion that he was acting like that mm-hmm.
1: because of other things, not because they were directly being told. Well, once again, I for me, I, I feel like we're presented with a book that doesn't wrap things up because they write sequels. I don't want to have to be forced to read the sequel to find out what is happening to these characters? To me,
0: the only thing that's not answered completely is why Val was behaving the way he was behaving. And obviously the princess has not been rescued.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, those are two pretty big things.
0: But, uh, hold on.
1: <laughs> I just yelled at him to shut up. I think <laughs> you and I are going to have to start going to the public library and sitting at different tables to do our podcast because our animals just really have it in for us
0: okay this would only work if we like have a library that has those rooms that you can reserve and with a door because i'm not sitting in a library talking about all of these things <laughs> and getting yelled at
1: by a librarian um, yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's a, please please we're going to have to ask you to leave ma'am there are children here yes. <laughs> Well, well, maybe we can find one with a conference room or two.
0: Can I tell you one more thing that completely flew over my head in this yes, book? Yes, absolutely. It, this was totally a me issue, okay. I think. all right. When I went back and read my notes, I'm like, how was I so oblivious to this? I did not realize that the princess was married to Prince Balinor until like 60%
1: of the book. What is wrong with you? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Why would you not freaking know that i don't know because when it
0: like later in the book it flat out says that like it's his wife and what have you i'm like the fuck that's his wife it's clearly states in the prologue the king jared the one that was murdered in the prologue is her father-in-law yes talks about how her husband didn't want to be there that day i don't (laughs)
1: know i don't know okay well now i don't feel bad at all that i didn't Catch the one sentence that you're saying exists, which I doubt to be honest with you that he was a dragon.
0: I have it highlighted I'm gonna find it and read it to you
1: right now oh dear god you better tell me what page it's on because I'll have to look <laughs> it up I still won't believe you
0: I'm gonna find the one reference to the dragon thing that you missed and ha- don't you dare point out the 45 references yeah. to husband that I missed <laughs> I think all I
1: have to do is point to the prologue where she calls him the father-in-law
0: yeah so it says that family legend said that the Terrisk clans were descended from dragons eons before and for the first time in his his life tristan felt the truth of it his scales flooded every inch of his skin and hardened into rigid green and pewter armor as the deep primitive voice inside him howled for action okay that's the, literally the only reference to dragon in the book how did that stand out to me but not the like 17 I don't references
1: know. <laughs> in the
0: prologue I don't, I don't
1: know yeah i don't know either oh and Please the other ask, ask me to how my brain works uh, the other thing i was going to tell you is probably after the first sex scene between the two of them, I just was flipping through the pages. I w- was not even reading it. That's how uninterested I was in their sex.
0: Wow. so were you flipping through just the
1: sex scenes? Or yeah. you were flipping through the whole book? No, just the sex scenes. Wow. Okay. I'm shocked. That it wasn't, you know, not all sex is good sex. <laughs> For me, it was, you know? Yeah. I mean,
0: I could see that. I kind of get like that with, where- just in general where like the sex scene is like it starts with like some oral and then it goes to this and it goes yeah this is just me in general i'm like not every sex scene with a woman has to start with the guy going down on her i agree it can just start with something else i agree okay so do you want to rate this book at this point sure you go first must i (laughs) (laughs) yes you must because i don't think you're gonna rate it very high because
1: you didn't like tristan which to me is shocking because i really liked him i didn't like him at all uh i thought he didn't do a good job of protecting her i didn't find him sexy i didn't like the fact that he didn't shift i gave this book uh probably i I gave it to dry panties wow i'm speechless are you (laughs) <laughs> i'm telling you it just did nothing for me it's so interesting
0: that you and i read the same books but then sometimes we're on the exact same page mm-hmm. like we were with the finley fenn book mm-hmm. oh my god and then in, <laughs> in this
1: book we're like completely opposites maybe that's the problem i never should have read that orc book because now the bar is set so freaking high no I, I honestly i didn't even think of that book while i was reading this one
0: but when you're at that if you're like Ice Planet Barbarian Orcs mm-hmm.
1: Swoon level Yeah I could see how it would be harder to come down to this level Which is much more tame That's why I think it reminded me Of a, well, I hate to say young adult Because you're saying, oh my god, don't say young adult Blah 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 But no,
0: this is more young adult-ish Compared yeah.
1: to that
0: kind of stuff
1: Yeah, I'm not into this kind of writing Okay I'm next level <laughs> you're, you're something, alright Yeah <laughs> Ask anybody that knows me. And by knows me, you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) Wink, wink. Wink, wink.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about you. What do you rate this? Okay. I loved this book. Wow.
0: It started and
1: it completely
0: hooked me. I read this book in one day. Oh my God. I could not stop reading it. The action hooked me. I really liked Tristan and his beast. I definitely give this four and a half star West wet panties. Oh my God. Four and a half wet panties, if I could speak. <laughs> and I'm actually almost done with Val's book, which is book number two. Oh, wow. That's why I haven't started the next book for the podcast. Cause I'm reading book number
1: two in the series. You know, I almost sent you a text again this morning and said, what's the other book that you're reading before our next podcast book?
0: So I have two library books that I need to read before they have to get returned. And they're both from series that I like. I didn't want to read any of them because I wanted to know what was happening with Val and Alana. Wow. And it's so funny because as much as I liked Tristan and the Hawks in this book, mm-hmm. when I got to Val's book, I instantly was like fuck all y'all for what you did to my boy. Right. And <laughs> how dare you? I'm like Val, don't forgive any of them.
1: Fuck all of them. Oh wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So Burn th- all of your bridges. <laughs> did you like the second book better than the first book, or did you like them equally?
0: I think I liked the first book better, mm. but only because I really liked the, the setup and Tristan and like his romance, like the background he had with
1: Nim, because they did know each other from childhood. That's the other thing. He's known her from childhood. Their father took him in and raised him like their own son. And then he's going to turn her over to be hung. I'm just, yeah, burn all those bridges. (laughs) Like At this point, I'm like, hashtag justice for Val. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh God, yeah, you'll have to fill me in later about what that book said. This
0: is the kind of series I like where like each character is interesting. There's like a little bit of overlying plot, but not too much. So like if you only really cared about Nim and Tristan this book for you has a good ending because that the only thing that carries on is Val and Alana and if you don't care enough about them then you really don't need to worry about what was not answered for you
1: well I absolutely like a good book that other books additional books are addressing the other side characters in the main book Rebecca Hoffner's books are a good example I loved all the books that talked about the side characters I love the first book. I, I like the additional books. Talking about the side characters, I don't know. But in her series, that one has the same thing where each book
0: sort of talks about the main conflict with that head demon guy. hmm And so you have to keep reading the more books about the other side characters to
1: figure out if they're going to defeat that main bad guy. Well, the same thing with the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Mm-hmm. Great series, yeah. I love yes, all the characters. Yes, this is kind
0: of the same way in how it's like interconnected books, but really not standalones because you have to read them in order.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So, yeah, I guess that's it. That's all we have to say for this book. Yep. And I did not write down. I have to look in my phone to figure out what the next book was that we decided on.
1: Oh, that's funny. I even started reading it and I... Um, it is... Hellfire.
0: It is Hellfire, Mm H-E-L-F-Y-R-E, by Mariel Pomeroy. That's the next book that we're going to read for the podcast. Yeah. And it's on KU,
1: so that's exciting. That is exciting. Love when it's on KU. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We're pretty close to the hour. I'm proud of us. Yeah. This was, uh, we'll see. We'll see how long it takes you to edit. (laughs) (laughs) Well...
0: It can't possibly take me as long as it took the other episodes we've done.
1: Yeah, I know. That was getting ridiculous. So hopefully this will work. Hopefully people will like it. Still would like to get feedback from people about, you know, books that they could recommend or what they think. We have had authors reach out to us. And sometimes that is how we find our books. So if anyone is in fact listening, please let us know that we're not alone here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like we can see some of the statistics for the episodes, but we never hear from anybody. So it's like, are we yelling into the void? Right. I know some of you hear me, but, um, you know, don't be shy. Reach out if there's something that you want to recommend. As long as it's not like two humans in the book, we're open. <laughs> yeah, as
1: long as it's not a super long book, because we do have to read it quickly. And Rachel obviously can do that. We should enter you in the Guinness Book of World Records to see who read the most books or page numbers in X amount it, of time.
0: I actually don't read that much compared to some other people. There are some a people lot. that read like five or six books
1: a week. Like, oh, wow, I don't who? get it.
0: Or do they not work? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's a marvel.
1: Yeah, I just don't even see how that's possible. But okay.
0: Now that I'm into the hoopla thing that we talked about that Apple app lap, last episode yes now i'm all about the audiobooks and now i'm like that makes it harder for me to read because now i'm like actually thinking of shit to do so i can listen to the audiobook my house has never been cleaner (laughs) basically
1: (laughs) well i should definitely do that then because my house is just i don't even care run the vacuum why
0: yeah i'm like let me throw in my wireless headphones put on this audiobook. I'll do some dishes while I do that. Like I'm actually thinking of things to clean wow. so I can listen to my audio. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to the cleanliness of my house. I think
1: you should come to my house and listen to and too. do it. Yes. <laughs> at least participate at my house. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't I I am having a hard time. I don't think I like audiobooks because in my head while I'm reading I hear my own the voices of the characters and it's kind of distracting to me with the audiobook but I don't know maybe I'll get used to it I understand
0: that because so one of the audiobooks I've listened to was Electric Idol by Katie Robert Mm -hmm. and the uh narrators for that it was a man and a woman and they had British accents Mm -hmm. so then when I'm reading Tristan this book I'm like sort of having like a British accent almost in my head. Oh, that's funny! So much I was listening to.
1: Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to find narrators that have a Scottish accent. Holy crap! That's what I need to find. Yeah, you could probably Google that. Anybody out there that knows any, please let me know. But yeah, I'll Google it. And then I'll have to do the podcast solo
0: because you'll never read any of our (laughs) books. You'll be
1: too busy listening (laughs) to (laughs) That's That's very true. It'll be nice knowing you.
0: (laughs) Peace out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: funny. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'll do the wrap up now. Okay. If that's good with you. Yes, please. Okay. So uh, you can rate and review us on Apple podcast and Spotify. Um, Instagram is at bonded books podcast. Facebook group is the parlor. There's a link to that in the show notes, or you can email us at bondedbookspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Yes, please. We did it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Us again. Uh-huh. I'm so proud of us. I am too. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day, honey. I'm going to go out and try to dig some holes in the garden before it's a thousand degrees outside. For plants, please specify. (laughs) Do you know what? Talk about a random thought. I was thinking about (laughs) God. (laughs) Yes. What were you thinking about? So you know how I'm constantly remodeling this house in my head because (laughs) I can't stand it. Um, I was thinking about the main bathroom and I was thinking about maybe I should get rid of the bathtub, you know, and maybe make it just another walk in shower. And then I thought, no, I better keep the bathtub because you never know when you have to cut up a body. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought of
0: oh god yeah i mean you got to keep your options open that's right yes exactly
1: so don't question my hole digging okay
0: <laughs> i think that gives me more reason to question <laughs> the whole digging <laughs> Shh,
1: no okay all right babe <laughs> all
0: right
1: <laughs> on that note okay all right I'll okay. Talk- bye honey bye